Hi, I'm Anna. And I'm Kristen. We're best friends who both happen to have been born with limb differences. Join us as we talk about the many ways our limb differences impact our lives. From medical intervention to bullying to dating, we're covering it all. And we hope you'll share your stories with us along the way. This is Life and Limb. Hello, everybody. Oh, God. Hi. (laughs) We're a mess at starting these podcasts. (laughs) We really are. And you know what? I kind of love it. I'm not mad about it. Exactly. And I think the thing, too, with this one in particular, um, for anybody who's listening, we are recording on Zoom for the first time. Yeah, Um, it's uh, it's different. It's certainly an experience. We are working through it and (laughs) trying to use our we're both pretty adept at technology, I would say. But I like then, to think so. Yeah. Then you've just got so many moving pieces with a podcast that it's... Well, we get to... Yeah, we get to be on Zoom because, um, yeah, Ohio's a little bit of a mess right now. So. Ohio's <laughs> a little bit on fire. Franklin County, where we both live, just went purple um, for the uh, pandemic threat level. So we're <laughs> we're being responsible. We are doing the right thing, and we are recording from a distance. And it's nice to see your face, even though I miss like seeing you and hugging you and everything. I know you're one of the few people I still see, and it's like, I know mm, maybe we maybe not today. Yeah, you're in my bubble, but I'm decreasing the size of my bubble since our county is purple. So <laughs> yeah, fair enough. That's fine. Yes. Well, welcome back, everybody, to Life and Limb. I'm Anna. And I'm Kristen. And today we get to shift gears entirely from our last episode (laughs) because we are going to be talking about sense of humor. Sense of humor and the jokes we make and the jokes other people make and the way we find humor in our situations. And it's going to be a much needed little breath of levity, both after the bullying episode and just for our world right now. (laughs) Yes. When it was like, which one should we do next? It was sort of, you know, if we hadn't already landed on this one, I probably would have requested we switch to it just because I think we need a little bit of levity and humor and like just a reason to smile right now. (laughs) I could not agree more. I was really excited when you said this was the one you wanted to do. It's it's very necessary. (laughs) So um, speaking of everything going on right now, let's catch up. Let's catch up. (laughs) I don't, mm, I'll go first. I don't really have anything specifically related to uh, Littlefoot right now. Um, I was just, the only thing I could think of was like, I just feel like I'm not like down. I'm not depressed. I don't, you know, I don't really feel that way often, but I just feel like I'm stuck on like autopilot lately with like the routine and like not really being able to go anywhere or do anything. Like I get up, I take my dog for a walk. I do. I think about Littlefoot on my walks a lot now more than I used to. I'm just Uh very aware of like you know, especially like I've been talking about, like now that it's colder, like Littlefoot is sort of stiff most days. And yeah, but I take my dog for a walk. I, if it's a work day, I come and I do my work. I stop for lunch. I usually take my dog out again around like two and then I finish work. And then we do another big walk around like six and then it's dinner and like playing a game or watching a show or maybe doing something with music, but then go to bed and do it again. That's about it. 
it's really repetitive right now, just life in general. My um, my colleagues and I were talking on our um, meeting this morning about the fact that it is just, it's like Groundhog Day, you know, just yeah. every single day is sort of the same pattern right now. And I can't really pinpoint what it is that makes it feel so different from life before COVID. Cause it's not like, it's not like I was going out every day or doing a whole lot, but but I felt like I was doing a lot more. I guess, you know, I had band and, you know, we both had some theater stuff and I've been able to do a couple theater projects here and there, but it's just lately, it just feels like more of a, a rut of a routine, I guess. Yeah. Maybe it's because the holidays are here. I don't know. Well, and I think the holidays looking very, very different this year is also a contributing factor to a lot of this like feeling right now in the sense that a lot of the things that we always look forward to with the holidays, the big family gatherings, the traditions and everything yeah. are on pause this year until this kind of goes away. So there's not quite as much to look forward to in yeah. the immediate. But like think about the fact that articles have been coming out left and right this week that we are so close to a vaccine. Like that's what's giving me that's hope true. right now. Is that we, I mean, we're so close to the end of this, I think. I hope, I pray <laughs> that. If we can just, yeah, if we can just like buckle down and get through hopefully a few more months or whatever. And yeah, hopefully there's an end in sight. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe it, it probably is the holidays. And I had an opportunity to do a um, theater production that would have like the rehearsals would have taken place over the holidays. And I ultimately chose not to. Because for once, I was not overloaded with stuff this year. Mm -hmm. And I always regretted taking on projects around the holidays because it would, then I would have to time my family visits around those things. Yep. So I was really proud of myself. Like I said, no. But now it's like, what am I? (laughs) (laughs) What do I have going on now? Nothing. But but now, especially with all of the... um, you know, like the increase in cases and with our county going purple, I'm, I'm glad I didn't do it. You know, it's not the time to be tiptoeing back into normal activities right now, but yeah, it's just, it's in a little bit of a routine right now that, um, that I maybe need to find a way to shake up a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. If any of our listeners have anything that they've discovered that works for them for like getting a change of scenery or finding ways to not make every day feel exactly the same. Let us know. This isn't, this isn't necessarily podcast related. This is just our mental health. Please help us. Yeah. (laughs) We'll try to help you too. We'll help each other. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's all I've got. Um, mine is somewhat pandemic related as well, but, um, it it does have to do with my little hand. Um, I have been, um, since we moved into our new house, we have a home gym here that was left to us by the previous owners. And it's amazing. It's got all kinds of equipment. And I was like, you know what? I'm at home all the time. It would be such a waste for me to not work on my health right now. And so twice a week, I have been um, going down into that home gym and trying to do some strength training. And a few, it must have been about a week ago, I noticed on my little hand, I had just this very strange bruise that almost looked like a straight line right on the back of my hand. And I was like, 
that's odd. I assumed, you know, like Aria, my dog must have just like stepped on me or something and I had forgotten about it. I bruise really easily. I'm very like delicate and sensitive. And so, (laughs) so I was just like, eh, you know, it's one of those unexplained ones that I'll just figure out later. And then I worked out on Tuesday. We're recording this on Thursday. I worked out on Tuesday. So two days ago and I got the same bruise that night in the same spot. I was like, what on earth is happening? And I figured it out. I have a set of adjustable dumbbells that Mm -hmm. you use like a little, very, very scientific explanation of this. You use a little prong and you can put it in or out based on what weight you want. And so it's kind of like a box. It's not a typical dumbbell shape, but it's like a box. And so it has two sides, four sides, um, and then a handle in the middle. And what's been happening is on my left side, I just pick up that handle and my hand never touches the four sides because I can balance it very easily. On my right side, I pick up that weight and because I can't balance it as easily, one of the sides of the dumbbell rests on the back of my hand. So I'm going to show the camera. I don't know if you can see where that bruise is right there. That's the side of the dumbbell that's been resting on my hand while I'm lifting. And I was like, I'm really proud of myself for figuring that out. But also I've come to the realization that I need to use my lifting hooks with the dumbbells. So (laughs) yeah. 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 Or at least like if you had gloves or something, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, That would also be a good idea. There's yeah. a way to figure it out. It, it's happening when I'm doing deadlifts because I use mm-hmm. heavy weights on those dumbbells for deadlifts. Since it's a heavier weight move, you can use more weight because you're using your yeah. lower body. And so my hand can't necessarily lift all of that weight yet, but my butt can. And so <laughs> <laughs> so I have to figure out a way to like make my hand comfortable while also getting a good glute back hamstring workout. So... That's the my sacrifices silly... that your little hand makes so that your butt can look good. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's my silly little catch up for this week. I figured out the mystery bruise and I have a solution to prevent it from coming back. So <laughs> Nice. Okay. That's good. Yeah. So, so is that like when you're doing squats or something? Squats, not so much because like right now I'm not strong enough yet to squat with a barbell. And so mm-hmm. I hold the dumbbells up like this, which I, I say like this because you can see me. People listening to the podcast can't. I hold them up like by my shoulders and that's mm-hmm. a different kind of grip for me. So I can just hold them there. Okay. It's my turn for a We See You this week. We and see you. We see you. And I'm really excited about mine. I've been saving this one um, for an occasion and I thought the sense of humor episode was perfect for it so my we see you this week there is a young woman who I believe is like college age on TikTok Um, why do like all of my we see you's and things come from like social media I need to get a life but I I think all of mine pretty much have been too okay good so So there's this young woman on TikTok. Her name is Reese Sigmund. And on TikTok, she is Reese.Sigmund. And she's also on Instagram at Reese.Sigmund. And she is a musical theater major. And her limb difference, she does not have her lower arm. And I believe it is her left side. So her arm stops at the elbow on her left side. And she is absolutely hilarious. And she uses her arm in a bunch of her videos in really really brilliant ways and 
to just spread this infectious joy and humor. And I laughed so hard at the first TikTok of hers that I saw. Um, she, it was just her straight to a camera. And she was saying, you know, one time I was riding my bike um, when I was little and I pinched my thumb. And so I said to my dad, dad, I hurt my thumb. And he said, oh no, which one? And she just slowly backs up to reveal her limb difference. And she's just like, father. <laughs> and I remember um, that one. So that, that TikTok is the first one I found. And it just cracked me up. And I started following her page. And she's so funny. Not all of her TikToks are about her arm at all. Like she is a like we are she's a person outside of her limb difference and so she's got this vibrant wonderful tiktok and every once in a while the limb difference comes back in really hilarious and unexpected ways like very recently she posted one where it was just a point of view of her saying you know like did you know i can fit my entire arm into my mouth up to the elbow and then she just like ducks her head down and brings it back up and of course like it's just the part of her arm she doesn't have anything in her mouth but it's hilarious I just think it's so funny and if you didn't follow her already you'd be like oh my god very yeah that's the first thing you see (laughs) yeah so I I keep running into people who are who have limb differences and who are actors and who are like public figures and I think it's really awesome to see somebody who has a limb difference and is like us theatrically inclined and is an actor and just I'm like it's so validating to see other people who are succeeding in that field you know so well actually we'll get to that as part of our talk yeah okay cool like as a performer I always was like I want there to be a way for me to use my limb difference at some point like to take advantage of it a little bit yeah not in spite of but like I know what you're saying, using yeah. it and accepting it and just being there because of it in some ways. Yeah, so. in a creative way. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So Reese Sigmund, we see you. You are hilarious. I follow you on TikTok. I'm a big fangirl. And <laughs> it's. <laughs> um, I recommend go check out her TikTok and Instagram accounts. Again, Reese.Sigmund. You are so into the TikTok. I saw, oh God, I'm so deep into TikTok. <laughs> and like, I originally downloaded it because for my job, I am a social media manager. And so I feel kind of obligated in a sense to keep up on the latest platforms, the latest social media trends. So I downloaded TikTok to kind of see like, oh, how are brands using it? I lost sight of that very quickly and just got so deep down the TikTok rabbit hole. And now I, it's like a good portion of my evening. I like spend some time (laughs) on TikTok just to like make myself feel happy because I, I've gotten, I think I've said before on here, I've gotten the algorithm so specific to me that it shows me exactly what I want to see. All like positivity, wonderful things like dogs and babies and happy jokes. So I'm, I'm a big fan of TikTok. All right. So We are talking today about sense of humor. So I guess kind of talking about some experiences that we've had that were particularly funny or things that we do that are funny to us or all (laughs) kinds of stuff. So Kristen, you look like you've got like, if I could describe Kristen's face right now, she looks like mischievous almost like just just (laughs) giggling to herself. So I'm going to say, why don't you go ahead and tell me what's on your mind? Because it looks like you have an idea of something. 
No, I just, I don't know. I think anyone with a limb difference, maybe, I don't know, maybe we're just strange. I have no idea, but I guess I would just assume anyone with a limb difference, like you have to find your, the little ways to amuse yourself with it or to laugh about it. Um, Absolutely. And not just in a way that's like making the best of a bad situation, but like you also just have this incredibly unique thing that not a lot of people have and... I don't know. I just get so much enjoyment out of the little like jokes that I've had or the little humorous moments that Littlefoot and I have had. Me too. I think together. I think like everybody wants to be able to make other people laugh. And if you have a limb difference, you have like a built in setup for a punchline almost like it's, it's kind of fun in that way. And of course, I mean, there's a difference between somebody else making a joke at your expense and you making a joke like because of your lived experience and I think that's that's really fun to me yeah absolutely (laughs) I guess I'll just start I don't know maybe like all I really have are like these little anecdotes that I've been me too I just have a series um, of stories as well but yeah I remember one of the one of the first ones it was somebody else but it was we were so young that I would not classify this as someone saying something at my expense or something offensive it was just five or six year old children who like don't know the right words for things yet yeah I remember I was um I was probably in first grade and I don't think I'd had my first surgery yet but I think maybe we it was coming up and maybe we had started to talk about it like the teacher and my class about like you know, how are we going to get your homework or, you know, um, how are we going to accommodate Kristen when she comes back? So I remember I was after school, um, in, you know, the little area at the school doors where, where you sort of gather and wait for your parents to come pick you up. And it was me and this, um, boy in my class. And, um, we were just kind of standing there being kids and I guess talking. And all of a sudden he just turned to me and he said, what is it like to be retarded? Oh my God. And I was like, (laughs) I remember going through this little bit of like, I'm one of the smartest kids in my class. What are you talking about? But it didn't, it was very obvious to me, even at that young age, like, I think the word you're looking for is handicapped. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe <laughs> both of which are like not the least offensive terms, but like just a child coming out with that. It's so innocent. But he was and like, and it's so not, he wrong. wasn't, he wasn't calling me retarded. It was such no. a sincere question that like, I think at the time I was more just confused, but I remember going home and telling my parents <laughs> and then just like, laughing like that's oh my gosh that's not what this kid meant to say not at all oh my gosh or maybe that's what he thought that word meant maybe yeah oh that is too good so that's one of the first things I remember like as a child where it's like oh god this is this is funny like (laughs) maybe maybe other people would be offended but I just was like this is this is a story I'm going to tell forever. Like, I feel like I knew yes. that as a little child. Like, <laughs> Even as like a six-year-old, you yeah. were like, so, this is, this is funny. Yeah. Oh, this is good. Um, I love that. Yeah. What's something that you have? One of the things that I really enjoyed doing 
was I both of us as we've talked about before were involved in theater for most of our lives and I was very fortunate to go to a high school that had a really robust theater program which I think is pretty rare but um, in high school high school yeah yeah my high school Centerville High School in Ohio had just this incredible theater program and we even had like an advanced acting and directing course that was an honors class. It was, it was wild. But as part of that class, I took it for two years in a row because you were allowed to repeat it because you would cover different things. And as part of that class one year, we did a stage makeup lesson, a special effects stage makeup lesson. And we got to the point where they were talking about like how to do special effects wounds and stuff. Mm -hmm. And my eyes just lit up. And I was just like, what's it going to take to look like half of my hand just got sawed off in a freak accident? <laughs> <laughs> and and my teacher was so on board with it. He was like, he was, I think he may have already had the thought himself, but like would have absolutely never brought it up. Oh, of you course. Know? No, you and, can't. <laughs> and as soon as I said it, he was like, let's do it. And so I just I mean, happened it, to have all the supplies right here. Exactly. <laughs> and so like, and because I'm not left-handed, somebody else had to do it for me. And like, my teacher was like, I'm doing this. Like he was super psyched. About let's it. go. And so, <laughs> and so, um, we we did it and I still have pictures of it. I'll have to find some so we can put it up on Instagram when yes. this goes up. But my friend and I went and like posed around our performing arts center at the high school, like in different situations where it looked like this could have happened. So like there was I it looked like I got it stuck between two giant slabs of wood at one point. Like <laughs> and so like for the rest of the day though, it was so funny. I have I have always had a tendency to just kind of like, not even intentionally, just hide my hand a lot, either just by putting it in my pocket or just not making a big deal out of it. That day, I was so excited about like pranking people that I just like made my hand as visible as possible for the entire day. (laughs) And I got some very wide eyed like, and even one person was like, are you okay? And I was like, and I got, I had the problem with me is I can't lie and I feel very bad if other people are concerned. And so I just immediately was like, Oh no, it was for a stage, a stage makeup course. I, I promise I'm fine. Like it was just something funny. And like, but that was quite a joy. And nobody else in my class had the ability to do something like that. That looked that realistic. Oh no, like no, not at all. And I think one time later on in college, I was taking a um, stage combat class and the instructor said something along the lines of like, oh, you know, like your hand actually could be a great asset. Like you could use a prosthetic and like have it cut off in a fight. And I was like, well, in fact, mm-hmm. one time in high school and he shared a good laugh with me too. So that was a fun one for me. Oh, I like that a lot. That kind of leads very well into another thing that I had thought of. Um, so when I was in... I think it was when I was in junior high. It might not have been until high school. My parents got me a um, a prosthetic foot that was in no way like for function. It was for it was purely cosmetic. It was mostly okay. so I could wear so I could try to wear sandals. They they still had to be uh. flat sandals. Like I can't wear heels with you know a fused ankle, but um. I could at least, you know, have a foot that filled out a sandal or something. And I remember they took pictures of my left foot so that they could make uh, the prosthetic identical and match my other foot. And it looked really good. 
but it was never the most comfortable thing to wear. So I didn't wear it that often at all, um, which I felt really bad about. Um, and also my toes, um, I think I've mentioned before, they used to be straighter than they are now. And now they, they Mm -hmm. bend out pretty far to the right side. So the inside of this prosthetic just didn't work with the new anatomy of my foot anymore. So it, it actually, after a while kind of hurt to wear. So, you know, we tried it and it just ended up not being something that was very useful to me. So when I graduated college and I moved um, to Houston for grad school, I didn't even take it with me. So none of my classmates or none of my teachers, like nobody knew that I even had such a thing. So Mm. I remember at the end of, I think it was our first semester, we were assigned um, for a final project in one of our classes. We all had to do these individual dances and, um, we had to pick our own piece of music and we had some some words that we were given that we had to personify um, in mm. our dances. It sounds very theater. It is. It is. And it was a cool project. <laughs> um, I think some of mine were balance and lightness and I think humor, I guess. Or I, oh, I don't nice. know. I don't know if I was specifically given that or if I just chose to. Either way, I, I decided to do sort of a funny I wanted it to be sort of a vaudeville-esque routine so I chose um coin operated boy by the Dresden Dolls as my song and I made myself up to look like a doll like sitting on you know those theater the blocks the boxes that are in like rehearsal yeah the infamous boxes that that double for all (laughs) that every theater has yeah yeah So, yeah, so I made up this whole routine about a doll coming to life, but I had this idea. I texted my dad and I said, hey, do you guys still have my prosthetic foot somewhere and would you mind shipping it to me? (gasps) So they shipped it from Ohio to Texas. Oh, my God. And I remember we had to rehearse these dances a couple times before our final presentation but I left this part out like no one ever saw this until the final presentation and I wore sort of pants that were a little long on me so like no one noticed that I was wearing this prosthetic foot so at one Uh point the doll is like doing this like spin or a move and I have her like she kind of runs into one of the boxes and she kind of glares at it and is angry but she moves on and this box just keeps getting in her way so at one point I have her kick the box really hard and then she like hops she clutches her foot and hops around like she hurt her foot and then I just popped the foot off and stared (gasps) at it like uh oh and I just kind of looked up at the audience like oh no my my as a doll my foot came off and I just remember people staring at me like what the hell just happened and then I just tossed it to my teacher and went on with the with the routine that is incredible that was it that that is inspired thank you is the word I would use no oh god I <laughs> I was going to say we, like all of us, like we live for these moments. But again, maybe we don't. Maybe it's just me or us and we're um, a little. It could just be us. Maybe we're a little messed up. I don't know. (laughs) No, I think when you have a limb difference, like you spend a lot of time. I shouldn't say this as a generalization. I think some people with limb differences, myself included, spend a lot of time and not like 
call attention to it, like that sort mm-hmm. of thing. But then when you have those opportunities to completely call attention to it and make it a fun, positive thing, yeah. it's really rewarding and it feels really good. And so I think those moments, you're right, those are the moments that I live for is when I get to make like an amazing hand joke and catch somebody completely off guard yeah. and like get to relish in that for a little bit. Yeah. And so your last story segues very well into my next story. Oh, good. So <laughs> maybe we'll keep doing this. Yeah. We'll be like a- so again, this is one that took place in a theater setting, which I, for some reason, most of my stories do. And it was a class as well. And it was a, an acting class. And so, again, like your class, we had had to rehearse in front of our classmates and everything and then do the final presentation. And I had gotten throughout this class very close with um, uh, another classmate, Andrew, and another classmate, Liz. And so Liz and Andrew were my friends in that class. And we, like, went out to lunch together. We hung out outside of class. Like, there were there were a lot of opportunities for us to see each other. And, I mean, they watched my rehearsal performances in class all that kind of thing Mm -hmm. um apparently throughout that entire time Andrew never noticed my hand until the very very last performance so (laughs) I was up there and it was (laughs) I was I was doing this performance with uh, another classmate and I remember like out of the corner of my eye, seeing Andrew look just absolutely horrified. And like in my mind, I was like, oh my God, that's like a reaction to my acting. I'm doing something terribly wrong. Like this is going very, very bad. Um, And so I, I sit down after the, um, after the performance and I sit down back next to Liz and she is like trying so hard to contain herself. She like cannot stop laughing. And so of course I'm like, oh God, what just, what just went wrong? After the class, she tells me, just busting into laughter again, that about halfway through our scene, Andrew leaned over to her and went, oh my God, is she okay? And Liz went, what? And he goes, her her fingers, her fingers are gone. Liz was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, look at her hand. And Liz is like, it's been like that this entire time. He had no idea. And it caught him so off guard for some reason just in the middle of this performance that he felt compelled to say something. Did and Anna I mean, have a severe accident over the weekend that we didn't like, know lit- about? Like, honestly. But, like, the fact, the, the thing that is so funny about that to me is not the fact that he thought to himself, oh, I never noticed that before. But instead, is she okay? <laughs> That one is one of my favorite. And I think I've told you before, people always feel kind of compelled to tell me like how they notice my hand at yeah. certain points. That one's probably my favorite so far. Yeah. That's except except for my next story, which we'll get into. That's such a I think we've mentioned this before, but that's such a good example of like it's so outside the realm of most people's everyday experience that yeah, yes. when when he saw it your first thought doesn't go to a natural limb difference and you just weren't observant enough to notice it. It's like something is different now than it, than I know it to have been before. Like exactly. No, it's not. It ha- it, nope. It was like that the whole oh, time. Oh God. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, I'm sure psychologically that had to be a very, very odd moment for him. (laughs) Oh my gosh, can you imagine, like, the absolute cognitive, like, disruption of that? (laughs) Oh my god. Oh, it's too funny. It's like a man, his own personal Mandela effect. Like, no, she had fingers before, I swear. Exactly. It was Berenstein. (laughs) (laughs) For anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, please Google the Mandela effect right now. It's, yeah. it's a phenomenon. It's trippy. Some of the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. What you got? Um, This one. Oh, this one both makes me laugh and is like, it's very sweet. It's one of the, it's one of my favorite memories that I have around my limb difference. Um, Just in general. I, um, maybe like four or five years ago, I volunteered at a summer camp near it's not in Columbus I think it's up maybe in the Mount Gilead area it's up north of Columbus somewhere here in Ohio um but it's called Mm -hmm. Flying Horse Farms and it's specifically a camp for children who have limb differences or terminal illnesses just stuff that like might make them feel like they aren't like quote-unquote normal kids so it's a place where yeah. where it caters to their differences or their limitations and it um sort of just to give them the the full camp experience um and there are I some love that. yeah there's some weeks where it's just the kids um there are some that are just weekends um the week that the weekend that I was there it was a family weekend so the kids come with at least one family member in some cases they had their entire family and like their siblings there too Uh um and I was there were different things like you might be assigned to an activity station or you might be what they called a sidekick to one of the families where you're basically in charge of like making sure they know where everything is and you kind of go with them the whole weekend um so I was a sidekick and the kid that I was with I think his name was chance I knew his name for the longest time and when I went to make my notes on this I'm actually not positive now that that's his name (laughs) but I think it was chance it doesn't matter because I wouldn't want you to you know be able to look him up and find him anyway but um right he was there with his mom and his brother and I think he had some kind I think he was in remission for some type of cancer but he also had drop foot syndrome Hmm. So it was really interesting. What is that? So it's something about the nerves in your leg. They make it so that it's difficult to hold your foot up, right? Like your uh, ankle okay. just, it literally, it drops. Like the muscles okay. can't. So it's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah, it's pretty much that. Um, and I thought that was really interesting um, when he was telling me about it because I was like, my foot is almost the exact opposite where it's fused in place and I cannot bend it. So he thought that that was really cool. And um, he just, he was kind of a quiet kid, but you could just tell he was really excited to be involved in everything and to do everything that there was there. Oh, I don't think his mom or brother were thrilled to have someone there with them the whole time like they were kind of expecting it to be more of like a vacation for them Mm. but like chance and I got along great like sure yeah (laughs) um and I remember I think it was on the second day I remember telling him a story about how I could do a I could play a piano duet with my foot so my best friend in grade school and I we learned a piano duet And then eventually um, when I moved away 
and she wasn't really in my life anymore, I missed playing this duet. So I was like, I wonder if I could play it with Littlefoot because my heel is it kind of comes to a point at the bottom where I can hit individual keys with Littlefoot. Ah, yeah, I don't think I do that. So, yeah. Well, I know when I as soon as I say this, I'm going to have to perform it sometime. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. So I mentioned to Chance that I had taught myself how to play a duet with my foot. And he just sort of looked at me like in awe, just so like, oh, my God, that sounds so cool. So the next morning was our last, it's not even full day. It was Sunday morning. We had an all camp like thing in the, in the gymnasium where it was just sort of a, you know, thanks for a great weekend. They gave out little awards and the, one of the camp directors came up to me and said, Chance told me about the piano duet that you can play with your foot. Oh no. And we would really, he, I think he would love to see it. Would you perform that? during the assembly and I was like oh my god oh crap um sure so I don't I don't even know I don't think she told him that she asked me to do it but so at one Uh point I got up on stage and I just sort of you know explained my situation and just sort of talked about you know what a great weekend it had been and then I just said and uh chance I'm gonna do something for you so I sit down and at first I just, it's just a piano song, just, you know, typical, just playing with my hands. And then I got to the end and I just sort of brought up my foot and started doing the the duet portion. Maybe I'm building this up in my head, but I swear to my dog that (laughs) like people stood up and were like, oh no, like, you know, like that, like. (laughs) Like the movie, like I just yes, did like, yes. like a rap battle or something and won. Yes. Like people just freaked out. Um, and I just remember looking at Chance and he was he was just grinning from ear to ear. And it's just, I don't Aww. know. I just really, I had bonded with him and it was just really a funny moment. And like, I wouldn't just do that for anyone, but you know. That gave me chills. It was so That's like- cute. Arya agrees that it was adorable. Yeah. <laughs> But just, I thought it was really cute that, like, he didn't ask me. Like, he apparently said something to the camp director. <laughs> he was probably, like, shy around you. You were probably, like, a hero to him. I, that is so cute. Maybe, I, I hope so, I guess. I don't know. I just, yeah, we, we really had a really great connection. And I, I just hope he's doing well. And, yeah, that was a really fun, oh. a fun moment. God, I love that. Yeah, it was cute. <laughs> Well, there's no real segue for me into my next story, but that's okay. It's just this is an anthology episode. That's it's fine. Just <laughs> it's just fun little stories. So, so my next one is when I was in college, I had my first like real job, quote unquote, where I was actually like on somebody's payroll and like mm-hmm. that sort of thing. I had <laughs> done babysitting and pet sitting and everything in high school, but that doesn't I mean, you don't pay taxes on it. Yeah. So I was the um, assistant coordinator for a day camp program um, over the summer. Camp. There's the segue. I missed it. Ah, there it is. I got you. This this story has absolutely nothing to do with the camp, but I mean, it kind of does. So so I was the assistant coordinator for this day camp program. And because I was working with children, I had to go get fingerprinted for a background check. So I went to the local BMV, which is always just a joyful experience. Mm, love and it. I mean, 
luckily though there was like nobody there so I just got to walk right up and get my stuff done but this guy was you know over the day he just did not want to be there anymore which I completely understand that's very valid and he was just like all right come on around and he I cannot explain enough how over it this man was and so (laughs) he's like come around place your left hand on the scanner push down all of your fingers you know that sort of thing He's like, okay, now we're going to do the right hand. So I put my right hand on there, and he goes, push down with all of your fingers. Oh, God. And I do. He goes, all of them. I push down harder. He goes, ma'am, I need you to put all of your fingers on the scanner. <laughs> I just go, they are. Oh, my and God. he turns, and he looks, and this man I have never seen a person who looked like white before, (laughs) like completely and totally like paper white. And the poor man just absolutely stumbled over himself apologizing. And meanwhile, I was cracking up. I thought it was really funny. And I, I said, you know what? No worries. I totally understand. And he was just like, I'm so sorry. It's been a day and I've had people come in here and you would not believe the number of people who actually do only put like one finger on the scanner in an attempt to cheat the system and try to get out of a background check. I was like, does that really happen? He's like, yeah, that's why I was snippy about it. And so I like, I started to build this like rapport with this guy. And so eventually we get into the, um, we get into the computer and, He was like, okay, there's no option for just missing fingers. I have to list you as an amputee. And so I was like, really? And he goes, yeah, it is either um, amputated or unclear scan. And I was like, well, I guess I'm legally an amputee in the state of Ohio now. And he was just like, don't tell anyone. And I was like, okay. That's so weird, though, that how is there not an option for that? I don't know. And this was in 2011. So maybe there is now. But I mean, I I was baffled by the fact that there wasn't an option. But it was just a really cute moment where this guy, like, I'm glad I was able to be like, it's not a big deal and was able to like talk him down because he looked like he was about to pass out when he looked over and saw th- that he had made a mistake. But I was glad I was able to kind of like assuage that fear and then just go on to have like a fun little conversation with him afterwards about like, well, now I'm an amputee in Ohio and just that it, was probably ended such up a being... bright spot to his day too. <laughs> yeah, because first of all, I mean, the majority of people who go to the BMV do not want to be there. I'm sure he has to deal with a lot. And especially if he's the fingerprinter, he's probably dealing with a lot of people who are like trying to sketch him out, like not wanting their fingerprints processed. So I totally get why he was like, ma'am, I need all of them. But I just, that meek little voice of mine, um, they are, (laughs) (laughs) but I, that, that stands out in my head. Like it was one of those things that was like really mortifying in the moment and then quickly turned into something really positive and is now a story I like to tell because I think it's funny. Yeah. So I'm glad that that you, yeah, I probably would have been like, sir, they are like, (laughs) I will match your attitude, sir. I think my personality though, like the harshest thing I've ever said about anyone is like your communication could be improved. Like (laughs) To their face, at least, you know. <laughs> like, I, oh my god! I'm just not a confrontational person. Oh, I like that a lot, and I hope that they have updated their options for, for missing digits. 
right? Because I get that congenital amputees are also a thing, but that's not what happened with me. I was not, there was nothing amputated. They just never grew. Yeah. So it's like, I want, I want my own category. Gosh, darn it. Yeah. <laughs> you need to write to someone. <laughs> Who's my state Senator and how do I get to them? I think they have <sighs> other things going on at the moment. Yeah, that's true. This is like, the aftermath of an election. I think they're busy. But I tell you what, in one of those off years <laughs> when they're not campaigning and not legislating, you actively, are coming for them right. with a very politely worded email. <laughs> a very polite vengeance. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> what else you got? I got, I only have one more thing. Um, oh, this is, a, this is another one of those topics where I'm sure I'll think of like three stories as soon as we stop recording oh, always but um we'll have to do a part two to this episode yeah. at some point um so this is something that as an adult I probably wouldn't do but at the time I thought it was very funny um when I had my second lengthening surgery so I was 13 I would get sort of tired or bored of explaining to people what happened to my leg or why I had this giant metal device with pins going through my bone. Um, Even though I never had a device with giant metal pins, I totally get that. Like just you're so sick of giving the same answer after a while. Well, And the thing (laughs) is like, it's not like with just my foot in general, like many people out and about when I'm in public notice. So the only people who would ever ask me questions are people I was around with some regularity. Sure. So, at that point, if you're going to be around someone a lot, if they're going to be a friend or a classmate or a coworker or whatever, giving them the real answer is probably best since mm-hmm. they're going to be in your life and whatever. But when you have a big metal brace on your leg, there's no hiding that and complete strangers. Right. Not, in, not even in a bad way. Like, I would probably do this if I saw that, like, oh, my gosh, can it, you know, what what is that? I would probably want to know. Yeah. But as a 13 year old and knowing I was never (laughs) going to see these people again, I just started coming up with the weirdest stories and I won't, a lot of them were, some of them were boring, um, you know, like car accident or I was in a a shootout at the mall or something which is not funny now but yeah um (laughs) no not funny back when maybe that happened less frequently yeah where that wasn't just a thing that would regularly happen um but my favorite one that someone actually believed was that I was I was Miss Preteen Ohio um in like in a pageant and that one of my duties as um the winner was that I had gone to um the opening of a theme park and that there was a bungee cord at this theme park and that I was the first one to get to try it out and the cord had broken (laughs) and my leg had shattered that is so extremely elaborate like okay not just the bungee cord and your leg shattered but you were miss preteen ohio and you were there fulfilling your like Mm -hmm. girl that is (laughs) i don't and the thing is like it was just off the cuff because i didn't know it was like it was a friend of my cousin's 
like I was staying uh-huh. with her for like a week in the summer or something. And I just, I met some of her friends and someone asked me and it's like, I'm never going to see this guy again. Who cares? That's good improv. Yeah. See, I was, I was made for this life. <laughs> I kind of did the same thing in like early high school, like back when, cause I, like I said, I went to a very small elementary school and then like a, a decently sized middle school, but I met a lot of new people in high school. Yeah. Um, cause my high school was huge. I graduated with a class of 740. So it's so many new people mm-hmm. meeting all the time. Obviously like people would notice my hand and I made it like a policy my freshman year to tell everybody a different story and see like who got confused first with somebody else's version of it. And there was one instance where I was, I was telling this young man that it was a lawnmower accident that I had like gone to adjust something under the lawnmower and it, you know, it happened. And he was just like, Oh no, I'm a landscaper. Um, I need to be really careful. And again, immediately, I was like, I'm so sorry. I was kidding. It's not funny. I'm like, you do not have <laughs> the follow through for this. I don't. I don't have. I, I can't lie. It's it's an affliction. But yeah, I, I definitely did come up with some creative stories too. Like I, there was one time where somebody noticed right after I got back um, from a vacation in South Carolina and I immediately just told them an alligator got my hand while I was down there. (laughs) And like, then they were like, but you don't have a scar. And I was like, oh, well that didn't hold up very well. So (laughs) I could have probably come up with an excuse for that, but I didn't. Yeah. I, again, I don't know if I would do that now but at the time it was a lot of fun just coming up with weird stories oh absolutely because it like no now I'm I think as a kid too when you have that little like deviousness to you it's it's quite enjoyable yeah you're not thinking of like (laughs) it's important to bring awareness to the like to the factual truth behind this like I was just like I'm bored of saying birth defect yes I've been like this since I was born this way blah blah like yeah let me have some fun with this at least exactly (laughs) no I completely completely (laughs) feel that I cannot believe that kid bought it I cannot (laughs) oh they did oh yeah (laughs) yeah that's amazing like and the thing is it could only work on someone who didn't know me because anyone who did know me would be like she would never enter a pageant to be Miss right. Preteen Ohio. Like Right. That is the antithesis of what I know about you yeah. is pageant child. Yeah. So And I would not win. <laughs> I think you could. <laughs> Maybe. That's my own little joke at the end of that. Like, I know, can you believe he bought it? Like as if I would ever win <laughs> Miss Preteen Aww. Ohio. No. <laughs> no, for me it's the bungee jumping accident. That is the that's the part that's a little bit incredible to me but uh, (laughs) yeah and I guess like my next thing isn't so much a story as it is just like a generalization kind of like the last one where like this is what I did Mm -hmm. like now it's sort of like this is what I do and for me I have always been totally fine with people that I know and love making jokes about it especially if they're creative and there's something I haven't heard before because then I can repurpose it Mm. and so I'm I always invite like hand jokes from people who I care about and my husband has started every once in a while in just like a quiet moment if we're if he's holding my hand or something he'll look at me and he goes 
okay, so I don't know if you knew this. And of course, I start to get like, oh, God, what? And he goes, but you're missing two fingers. <laughs> and I'm like, can you stop? You know, <laughs> it's just those quiet little moments. And then sometimes I'll play into it like, where did they go? They were here yesterday. Yeah. And just, you know. And so we, I think we do I that think- too, where it's like you just pretend like, like, oh my God, like what, what happened to your toes or something? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, it, it sounds fun lame to play and along stupid, sometimes. but yeah, it is. It's just, I don't know. I like when and people think, bring it up because it's just sort of a level of closeness and they yes. know that you won't care. And yeah, it's just a little like nod to, I know your sense of yes. humor. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's something that I really treasure is when people are close enough to me to know what they can say, what I'll find funny about it and like what's to be avoided. Mm -hmm. You know, I think, I mean, I had a friend Brian in high school who was like the hand joke master and like he got a full free pass to make whatever joke he wanted because they were always so clever. It was never like, and I can't now, of course I can't think of an example in the moment, but it was never like something dinosaur or alien related. Like everybody else would always say it was always something like really in the moment and like Mm -hmm. hysterical. And for me, I think like, our sense of humor is such that we could make jokes about each other and be totally fine. And like the people you love could make jokes about it and you're, you'd love that too. But (laughs) the caveat is like, if you don't know somebody very well, (laughs) maybe don't joke about it. (laughs) And maybe like, I don't know how it is for you, but I think I mentioned um, towards the beginning um, when we started talking, I don't feel like my sense of humor around this developed as a coping mechanism or uh, like to try to deflect or you know get a jump on on like oh like I'm afraid I'm gonna be made fun of for it so let me let me get out ahead of you know what other people are gonna say I don't feel like that was no any motivation motivating factor behind my sense of humor with Littlefoot no and I think looking back on it I don't really feel that way either I mean there were a few times in my life where I could just tell like that person thinks they're going to be funny. So I'll take that opportunity away from them. But that's more related to like our bullying episode than this one. Yeah. And it's the vast majority of things that I've found funny and like the ways I've used humor are just because I have this unique opportunity yeah. to that. Not many other people have to it's it, I, thinking back to Reese Sigmund at the beginning of this episode, like she has such a unique built in way to create content mm-hmm. that not many other people do. And so she owns that and that is her content and she's used it to gain just like a massive amount of followers yeah. who love her for her, not necessarily because of her arm, but we're maybe introduced to her that way. Yeah. So I think it's a really neat thing. I do too. And yeah, any, any opportunity to, you know, make myself or other people laugh. Like, I'm not going to pass that up. Exactly. Like, I'll do embarrassing things. And even if no one saw it, I'll tell people about it anyway, just because I think it's going to make people laugh. Like, laughter is infectious. And I think as humans, we are hardwired to find joy in other people's joy. And it's... Yeah, we do. We really do. Why not seize on that? Yeah, we have a unique way of doing that, that other people will never know the little joys of (laughs) yay celebrate your limb differences guys find humor and fun in them because why the heck not absolutely yeah it's gonna be with you for (laughs) ever 
Exactly. It's it's not going away. So make the best of it. Yeah. And yeah, yay. <laughs> well, this has been fun. This was a fun episode. I, I really enjoyed hearing those stories. I I still like that little six year old kid. I think that's my favorite of them for who called me retarded. Like, especially now in this context, knowing what a terrible word that is. Never ever call somebody the R word, anybody ever. But like, I think the fact that he said it so innocently and just was so so off base and so wrong. Well, and the thing is, I think after I after I, I don't even know that I corrected him on the word, but I I think maybe I asked, "Do you mean handicapped?" But like. <laughs> we did like I did try to talk to him about it not that I was eloquent as a six-year-old but I was just telling him you know it's not that different it's just you know this and that and so it was a genuine question but yeah and I think at the time uh, it sounds weird even saying the word retarded now but I think back then more so than now it was still an acceptable word as long as you weren't insulting someone like that was actually yeah. the word used. For, that was the term. Yes, it was exactly. So he just had his. That's words true. Mixed I, up in the in the eighties and early nineties. That was the term. Yeah, and so this would have been language like, changes. This would have been like nineteen ninety one. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Oh my gosh! God bless him. <laughs> just a sweet little innocent baby child, just being so far off base. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> that's so cute. I love it. <laughs> Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate you continuing to tune in. Yeah. Um, again, if you have any questions at all or funny for us, stories, tell us your funny stories. Yes. Please tell us your funny stories. I we get a kick out of it and I think again, we love laughter in all of its forms. So please send our, your funny stories to us. Our Instagram DMs are open. You can send it on Facebook. Um And another thing, if you like this podcast, please, please, please take a minute to rate, review, or subscribe to us on wherever you like to listen. Ratings and reviews um, help get this in front of more people so we can keep talking about limb difference and spreading a positive image. And Mm -hmm. it it really helps us out and it's free to do. So (laughs) help spread the representation of people talking about with and that have limb differences exactly so rate review subscribe and we love you guys and we will talk to you next time bye bye Okay, so I want to clap. All right, one, two, three. Let's try that one more time. One. Slightly off. Yeah. One, two, three. That was good. That's it. That sounded worse. Oh, did it? <laughs> On my perspective, from my perspective, it sounded good. Yeah. Okay, one more clap. Were you. See, I don't know if we're on a delay either. So I like, know exactly. Okay. All right. One, two, three. <laughs> that worked. Sure. Okay. One of them will work. We'll figure it out. One of them out. will work. <laughs> okay. We're not dense when it comes to editing. <laughs> <laughs> we're not dense when it comes to editing. We may be dense when it comes to Zoom. <laughs> we're working on it. We'll be fine.